How much time and energy do you spend managing your reputation and building your social proof as a nursing and healthcare professional? Let's talk about reputation management and social proof right here on episode 157 of The Nurse Keith Show. Well, hello and welcome to The Nurse Keith Show. I am, as always, really grateful that you're listening, whether it's your first time tuning in or you've been hanging out with me here on the airwaves for months or years. Thanks for being part of the growing Nurse Keith Nation. This podcast is all about you and your nursing career, and I'm here to share education, inspiration, and ideas that can get you moving in a positive and inspired direction. And I want to remind you that you can help other people find The Nurse Keith Show by being so kind and heading over to Apple Podcasts or iTunes and leaving a rating and review. And if you let me know that you did that, I will grab that review and read it on air and thank you in person. And if you want to see the show notes for this episode, they are, of course, at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 157. That is nursekeith.com forward slash episode 157. Anyway, I'm thrilled you're here and I want to hop into the studio and dig into today's topic. Come on with me. So today I am here to talk with you about reputation management, building your tribe, and social proof. These are very important concepts for nurses and healthcare professionals, and I want to make sure that you understand what this means and how you can go about doing it. So 300 million Elvis fans can't be wrong, right? That's what social proof basically means. It means that when you have a bunch of people out there in the world, all of whom are clamoring to tell others about how amazing you are, that is called social proof. So those of us who are business people or entrepreneurs like myself, social proof is super, super important. It means... You know, if you listen to the Nurse Keith show and you go over to iTunes and you see how many people have left a rating and review of the Nurse Keith show, you think, wow, okay, that many people really like the Nurse Keith show. Awesome. Or if you go over to, say, my LinkedIn profile or the LinkedIn profile of a colleague or friend or family member of yours and you see, wow, that person has gotten 65 recommendations. That is amazing. All these people think he or she is absolutely the bee's knees. So that is a form of social proof. Social proof also comes to bear, say, when you go to, for instance, the allnurses.com Facebook page. So you go to All Nurses on Facebook and you see that there's more than half a million people who follow that Facebook page. That is social proof. Half a million people can't be wrong. If they're all following all nurses on Facebook, it must mean something about the quality of the information they're finding there. That is social proof. Or also we could extrapolate that to Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, all those different places. That's where social proof comes to bear. Now, of course, you don't really have followers if you are not a business, so to speak. However, I want to break this down for you and show the different ways in which you as a nursing professional who's not a business person and doesn't own a job and you're not a entrepreneur, there are still ways you can build your social proof. First, I want to say, why is it important? So your reputation is important. We cannot 
stress that, or I cannot stress that enough on this show. We all know we don't want to burn bridges at jobs. We all know we want people to serve as references, etc. This is super important for your career. It's important for the future. It's important for the present. It's important so that you have people behind you, people you can rely on to recommend you, people who will sing your praises when the time comes for them to do so, and also you have various types of metrics that a potential employer, for instance, or collaborator can see online, especially online, and say, wow, this person's got it going on. A lot of people think this person is awesome, so I really need to sit up and pay attention to this nurse. That's why it's important. Let's dig into some forms of social proof. We're going to talk specifically about this. I mentioned earlier you going to my or someone else's LinkedIn profile and looking at the recommendations. So let's say you go over to mine. You'll see that there are dozens of recommendations that people have taken the time to write and post on LinkedIn. They are attached to that person's profile, so you can see the person's picture, where they work, where they used to work, the things that they do, how incredible they are, for instance. And you think, wow, okay, if those really awesome people have recommended Keith, then maybe Keith actually knows something about what he's talking about. Maybe he's not a complete faker or loser. So those recommendations mean a lot. You can get those LinkedIn recommendations from previous colleagues and employers. You can get them from current colleagues and employers. Heck, you can even get them from family members and friends. So you can build social proof on your LinkedIn page, on your LinkedIn profile through written recommendations that those people write for you on your profile. The other thing on LinkedIn is endorsements. Endorsements is very, very different, but similar. So if you scroll down in your LinkedIn profile to the skills and endorsements section, you will see that there's a place for you to write in or choose the different skills for which you want an endorsement. And an endorsement on LinkedIn is basically a vote. Again, if you go to my LinkedIn profile, it's linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Keith Allen Carlson. That's A-L-L-A-N you will see that I have a lot of endorsements for nursing and public speaking. Those are my top two. They're both way over 100 endorsements. It says 99 plus, and if you click on it, you can see how many there are. When you look at it, this is sort of the same ideas. 300 million Elvis fans can't be wrong. So if you see, oh, 187 people have clicked to say, yes, Keith is an expert or knows something about nursing, you think, oh, okay. Not all of those 187 people can be totally wrong. Or if you see I have 100 and some odd endorsements as a public speaker, you'll think, oh, okay, maybe Keith actually is a decent public speaker and these people weren't paid to click this. They actually did it of their own accord. LinkedIn endorsements are those little clicks of the skills that you want to be endorsed for. And the recommendations are the things that people take the time to actually write a prose recommendation that is posted to your profile and linked and posted on their profile. Those are super, super important. Probably the best form of social proof for a working nurse, a healthcare professional who wants to have some sort of social proof, LinkedIn is definitely your primo place to do such a thing. 
The other thing I want to say about the endorsements is that on my other episodes of the Nurse Keith Show or in blog posts you've seen over at Digital Doorway, you've noticed me talking about keywords and how important keywords are on LinkedIn. The reason keywords are important on LinkedIn is that it's actually not social media as much as it's a search engine because people are there to find each other, especially recruiters finding people like you to hire or headhunt for jobs. So those endorsements become keywords that are crucial for you in the LinkedIn environment. For instance, I have a lot, a lot, a lot of endorsements for nursing. So that nursing keyword is much more powerful having 187 endorsements than having only 87. See what I mean? So as the more clicks you get for those particular keywords, the stronger that keyword will act for you within the search engine or the algorithm of the search engine on LinkedIn. You also want to pepper the rest of your profile with those keywords, of course. But for the purposes of talking about social proof right now, I just want to say those endorsements do double duty as keyword enhancers that take that keyword into the stratosphere and also as social proof for people to see, wow, all these people have clicked on this for this particular person. She or he must really be an expert and know what they're talking about. So that's LinkedIn. Social proof on LinkedIn definitely important for you. If you are not doing LinkedIn, if you are not hanging out there, you and I have to talk, okay? I've said it till I'm blue in the face and I'll keep saying it that as much as a lot of us find LinkedIn annoying, as much as Microsoft hasn't done enough to make it super much better after they spent so much money on it and all they want to do is get us to buy premium LinkedIn and spend that $45 a month, which I still don't do it because I don't see it as necessary for me right now. But That being said, it is still the only place and the top place for you to hang out and find people and also be found. So if you're not there, what rock have you been hiding under? You need to get on LinkedIn. If you need my help, email me at keith at nursekeith.com and we can talk about my LinkedIn coaching so that I can help you get launched and get your profile into the stratosphere and get you noticed. Okay? Okay, deal. Now, let's move on to Twitter. As a professional nurse, you can, and maybe, I'm not going to say should, I'm going to say could, you can and could have a Twitter account. I recommend having a Twitter account that actually shows who you are, not an anonymous account. It's actually you. Like, let's say your name is Stacy Hernandez and you're a nurse practitioner. So you might make your Twitter account Stacy Hernandez FNP, if that hasn't been taken. If it has been taken, you might try Hernandez Stacy RNFNP, something like that. And start using Twitter in a way that actually helps build your reputation in your career. That means following and being followed by important nursing organizations, nursing thought leaders, and other nurses who are active on Twitter, especially the ones who are posting valuable content, sharing valuable content, retweeting valuable content, and also taking the time to say nice things about their colleagues on Twitter. So you can build quite a following on Twitter as a nursing professional. You can keep it all very much on the up and up, very professional. You're not posting like pictures of you in a bikini at Cancun or anything. You're just posting, hey, I found this awesome article on PubMed today. I thought I'd share it with the nursing community. Or look at this debate that's happening over on CNN about healthcare reform. I recommend you check out this link. 
Or you can also post your thoughts. Say, you know, I had a patient today with, let's say, cardiomegaly, and I thought this lab value was really out of whack, but the physician told me it was just fine. What do you think? So you can make your Twitter very clinical or just very professional, asking questions, saying things, retweeting other things people post, sharing content that you think is really cool, sharing little funny things that you think are cool. So Twitter can be used as a reputation builder. And if you use it correctly, if you use it strategically, it can actually enhance your career over time. I've told this story a million times. I'll tell it one more time that I met Kevin Ross, my business partner with whom I started RNFM Radio and Pulse Media Network and all these other things we've done over the years. He and I met on Twitter. My pal Renee Thompson, who is the foremost expert on bullying and incivility and nursing in probably the world or at least the United States, she and I met on Twitter and she's now one of my very, very, very best friends. So you see, people say Twitter, oh, it's just so political or it's just so superficial because it's only 140 characters. You know what? I have built amazing relationships with people who become colleagues, business partners, really dear friends and loved ones through interacting on Twitter. Now, of course, we don't keep our relationships on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. You meet someone really nice who you really like on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn. And eventually you move that conversation to the phone or email or Skype or FaceTime or you meet in person someday. I have people out there who I love, who I've known on Twitter for a long time. We haven't yet met in person, but we're working on it. Some of them I talk to on the phone periodically. I can't do that with everyone, of course. I'd never do anything else, but I choose very carefully and I think, wow, that person is shining bright in my mind right now. I'm going to reach out to them and build this relationship further. And I just want to say about any of these social media, any of these connections you can make over time, you never know where a connection or relationship will take you. You just never know. So I just want to plant that in your head, plant that little seed, pop right in your head that you're going to think, hmm, I never know what this conversation might bring me in the future or what I might be able to bring that person in the future, how I could benefit someone, be a benefit to a person who I meet. So don't discount the power of social media to grow your career and your professional network over time. Just saying. Now, moving on from LinkedIn and Twitter, I just want to mention Instagram. Instagram is still growing. Yeah, it can be very superficial with lots of selfies and stuff, but there are some really cool nurses on Instagram and some really cool nursing and healthcare-related organizations on Instagram. That is also a place you can build a particular type of reputation. You can curate and present whatever type of professional persona you choose to curate and present, just like on LinkedIn and Twitter. So don't discount Instagram and other social media platforms where you can do this. So just like Twitter, Instagram works the same way. I've met some pretty cool people, and there's a couple who I would actually like to meet in person at some point. We've connected on Instagram. We comment a lot. We send each other direct messages. I'm 
looking at those people and thinking, hmm, I think I want to take this one to the next level and try to get this person to make an appointment with me to talk on the phone because I really, really like them. I would like to be their friend. And I think we might be able to help each other over time. But in general, I just think they're super cool and I want to meet them because I think they're awesome and their Instagram feed is incredible. They share really cool stuff and it would be amazing just to get to know them because they're, they're amazing. So that's how I use Instagram in that way. I meet and get in touch with some pretty cool people. Facebook is similar, though Facebook is just, I know we all have such mixed feelings about Facebook, but in terms of social proof, you can make connections with colleagues there. It's a little sketchier for some reason. I don't know. I guess it's because a lot of people share more personal stuff on Facebook and it gets a little gray and icky and sticky in there. So be a little more circumspect on Facebook about who you connect with as a quote-unquote friend. Like, do you want to friend your boss or your manager or even your coworker? That is a little more difficult. Facebook, I don't know. I'm actually frowning right now because I can't quite get my head around how to explain it to you, but suffice it to say that you just want to be a little more cautious. Now, as a nursing professional, you could create a page for yourself as a nursing professional. It could be, you know, Stacy Hernandez FNP, and it can be kind of like a little mini website for you as a nurse practitioner, and you can have followers and likes instead of friends. I would more lean in that direction than connecting with a ton of colleagues on a personal level on your personal Facebook page. So email me at Keith at NurseKeith.com if you want to have a quick chat about Facebook and how to create a persona on Facebook, kind of like as a public figure, not as a person per se. So if that doesn't make sense, we definitely need to talk, but some of you might already get that. You can get that you can create a public persona, kind of almost like a business. It's like almost like you're a celebrity of sorts. And you can have people follow and like your page. So that can be done. But I would definitely point you first to LinkedIn. That is the place to build social proof. Then Twitter and Instagram maybe. And then maybe you can play around on Facebook too. But definitely LinkedIn. That's the place where you might want to lean in and do the most upfront. So how else can you manage your reputation and build your tribe? I've talked a lot about networking and social media is definitely a lot about networking. And I just want to say that aside from connecting with people on Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn and all that kind of thing, reputation building has to do with having a reputation that's worth talking about. So that means staying in touch with people who you work with or have worked with. So let's say you've been at a job for a year and a half or two years, and maybe you're going to be moving on soon. This is the time. You should definitely connect with your coworkers on social media if they're on there, especially on LinkedIn. And you can make a conscious effort to talk to certain colleagues with whom you have trust and an open communication and say, hey, why don't we connect on LinkedIn and write each other a testimonial, a recommendation? Wouldn't that be really nice to exchange recommendations? You can do that for each other and you can connect with, let's say, your chief nursing officer or your charge nurse or the CEO or CFO and maybe exchange recommendations or testimonials with them on LinkedIn too. So 
connect with these people so that you can nurture those relationships over time. You can also connect with other friends and other colleagues from other parts of your life, but definitely lean heavy on those healthcare and nursing-related connections on LinkedIn. Those are super important. If you're in business, of course, that makes a lot of sense. But if you're not in business per se, and you're just in the business of managing your career and your reputation as a nursing professional, then you still want to work hard at this because it's really important. So you want to continue throughout your career to build bridges, not burn bridges. If you leave a workplace, try to leave in the best possible light. Try to maintain those connections with the key players, those people at your old job who you feel like, hmm, I think it might serve me to stay in touch with these people over time. Another way to build your reputation over time is to work collaboratively with other professionals. You know, you don't have to be 100% nursing focused. Maybe you collaborate with a physical therapist on a special project. Maybe you join a committee at work. You volunteer for a committee or a working group. Maybe there's like a IT committee or a quality improvement committee at your hospital. Join it or join some working group that's looking at, let's say, switching from one EMR to another. Get to know people through being part of those types of smaller communities within the larger community of your workplace. That will cause you to develop deeper, more intense relationships with certain people at work, people who know different aspects of you and your skills and your expertise and your personality. And those relationships can be leveraged over time because they saw how amazing you were on that committee. They saw how you chaired the IT working group and that you really championed some or other thing you wanted to do at the hospital and it actually you pulled it off and it was amazing you know there's so many things you can do to be helpful to be collaborative to be eager to be earnest to be motivated to show up you know in the networking world we often say the golden rule is to dress up show up and follow up. So when you go to work, dress up the way you're supposed to, usually it's scrubs, right? If you're a clinician, show up, keep showing up, show up for those committee meetings, show up for those special grand rounds, whatever it happens to be at your institution, and then follow up, connect with people, follow up, say, you know, it was great being on that committee with you. Let's connect on LinkedIn and Let's write each other a testimonial about how amazing that experience was. And you'll be surprised how many people would be into doing that. So in your current job, carefully and strategically connect with people on social media as it seems right. And if you have a relationship with someone and you're not sure if it's appropriate to connect with them on Facebook or LinkedIn or something, shoot me an email and explain to me what that situation is and I'll give you my take on it. I'll give you some advice about whether I think it would work for you or not. And like I said, exchange testimonials. Ask in advance if a certain people would be a reference for you down the road. Say you're working with an amazing CNO, someone you just respect so much and say, you know, I'm going to be hanging out here for a while, but I would love to have a testimonial or recommendation from you on my LinkedIn profile. And would you consider being a reference for me when the time comes, when I'm moving on? Or you could ask for them to be one of the people to write a letter for you when you apply for your PhD program or something. 
Let people know how much you value them. Let them know that you would like to be in their life even after you say goodbye from this current job. And you want to be building those relationships strategically, but not in a manipulative way. People sometimes say to me, you know, Keith, this feels kind of manipulative. And I say, it's only manipulative if you feel manipulative. If you're doing this from the goodness of your heart out of authentic desire to connect, you're cool. You're golden. Go out there and connect. If you feel icky about it, it might be because you're not clear about your goal. You're not sure about your motivation for doing this. So make sure you're doing it from a clear, authentic place and you're good to go. So friends, lastly, if you do any freelance gigs on the side, like let's say you volunteer doing first aid trainings for the Salvation Army or the Red Cross, or let's say you write a column for a local newspaper about healthcare as a nurse. Make sure you keep in touch with those people. That's a way to build your reputation. Make sure those articles get archived. Make sure you get copies if they're just in print. If they're online, make sure you get those URLs and you get that credit that you deserve for writing that article and put it in your CV, put it on your resume, put it on your LinkedIn profile. If you have hobbies and other things you'd like to do, Say you hang out with a bunch of firefighters and police officers and you all play baseball, you know? So you go out drinking beers after and, you know, those people are professionals too. There are ways in which you can stay connected and support each other and help build each other's reputation and career over time. You just never know. So make sure you have eyes wide open at all the people with whom you interact in your life and you'll see there's so many ways that either social proof or the management or enhancement of your professional reputation can really play a part here in these relationships. And finally, 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 friends and family, people in your neighborhood and community, that's part of your social proof. And say you run for the school board or the city council, or you run for mayor, for who knows, you run for some elected office or do something cool or sit on the board of a nonprofit in your city, even a non-healthcare nonprofit, doesn't matter. Whatever it is you do, whatever you're doing out there in the world, the people you touch, the people you talk to, the people who love you and respect you and value you and see your worth and you feel that way about them, that is reputation building, my friends. That is reputation management 101. So make sure those relationships are documented. Make sure those people are willing to step up to the plate and say, yeah, she's amazing. She's awesome. She did great work on the city council or she was a great volunteer for the local Red Cross. Let me write this little letter of recommendation and tell you just how incredible this person is and how highly I would recommend them. So you see, it's not just about your current colleagues. It's not just about the people that you work with. It's about everyone in your life. Your reputation, your social proof, your reputation management, that building of your tribe as a professional man, that can come from all corners of the earth and all corners of your world. And you know what? You deserve it. It's something that you work at and you can make it happen for yourself. So there you have it, folks. Reputation management, social proof. Thanks for listening to The Nurse Keith Show. There's so much more I could talk about about this. You can tell it's something I'm excited about. We'll touch on it again, but this is episode 157. The show notes, of course, are at nursekeith.com forward slash episode 157. Folks, I hope you feel uplifted and empowered from this episode. I want you to take inspired action every day. 
in the interest of your professional satisfaction and development. Make sure you're over on Facebook on Nurse Keith Coaching and you check the box or do whatever it is you need to do to make sure you know when I go live on Facebook. Usually it's Wednesdays at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. Sometimes I'm there, sometimes I'm not. Usually I'm there 99% of the time. I also do some spontaneous Facebook Live, so make sure you get notified every time I go live and try to join me on Wednesday mornings. And did you know you can become a patron of the Nurse Keith Show and join lots of other people who donate just a tiny bit to the Nurse Keith Show every month? They pledge and they get some cool premiums and gifts and prizes in return for their largesse and generosity. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash Nurse Keith. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Nurse Keith to see how you can support the Nurse Keith Show. The show, of course, is edited and produced by the incredible Tim Hollowell and his team at thepodcastinggroup.com, and social media and promotion are handled by the equally incredible Mark Cappy Spiesen. Sign up for my newsletter at nursekeith.com, shoot me an email, a voicemail, a text, get in touch, send me a message in a bottle, however you want to get in touch, do so, and we will have a chat or be in each other's orbit even more than we are now. So stay positive, care for yourself and others, take inspired action in the interest of your career, and tune in again as we explore how to take your life and career to the next level. Be well, dig deep, stay curious, create success, seek joy, and of course, keep in touch. This is Nurse Keith signing off from beautiful Santa Fe, New Mexico. Until next time, my friends, adios. Adios.